Enterprise Management 360. Hello, and thank you for joining us for today's EM360 podcast. My name is Eric Ogren, a security industry analyst with 451 Research, and I will be moderating our AI cybersecurity conversation today. Cybersecurity is undergoing a revolution. This revolution, particularly when it comes to network security, is led by advanced AI. There are critical factors motivating security officers to embrace AI in cybersecurity. We know that a different approach is necessary to detect threats that signature matching technologies have missed. A different approach is necessary when little or no security exists on an IoT device or cloud workload And a different approach is necessary to respond to security reports before they become full-fledged incidents. Advanced end-to-end AI stretching from visibility of devices and user behaviors through detection to response allows security officers to transform the strategies from classic reactionary cycles and is the theme of today's podcast. It is a pleasure to be talking today with Nicole Egan, CEO of Darktrace, and J.R. Tietzor, Chief Security Officer of Core Scientific. So let's get started. And uh, hello, Nicole. Hello, J.R. Hello. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me. Nicole, let's start with you. You founded Darktrace with a vision, and you've had some great success over five years now. What customer problems did you see, and how is AI the right solution to those problems? Well, Eric, the threats keep changing, and there's, I think, a much tighter alignment these days between nation states and organized cyber criminals. And that means that the battlefield has really shifted. It's shifted to the inside of company networks, into clouds, into their industrial control systems as well. And the cyber attackers are very well-funded. They have become more sophisticated, and the attacks are increasingly more targeted at specific companies and even specific executives and individuals. And they're becoming a lot harder to detect. All of that means our human threat analyst teams really need to be augmented by artificial intelligence because they simply just can't keep up. So we founded Darktrace five years ago, and we really took a fundamentally different approach to the problem. We started by developing a cyber AI platform, and we decided to build this from the ground up. It's based on the principles of the human body's own immune system. So if you think about our immune system, it has an innate sense of self and what's not self. But most importantly, Darktrace has the unique ability, in fact, we're the only product on the market that uses the AI not just to find the threat, but to actually start to make decisions about what to do about the threat, to actually go ahead, make recommendations, and even take action So we call this whole area autonomous response. It's basically two AI systems working together, one that finds the threats and the other that takes the action. But it also can hand off to other technologies that sit in line. For instance, maybe we could be the AI brain handing off to a firewall that takes the actual action. Now you asked about the customer problems. The customer problems that we've seen Darktrace solve have been quite broad because we've deployed now over 3,000 customers, and those customers are really in all industry sectors and of all sizes. I'd say the top examples of how people use this cyber AI would be for insider threat, lateral movement, zero-day attacks, 
general visibility into networks and clouds, detection of new IoT devices. You know, in summary, when you think about it, this type of approach really works everywhere across the entire kind of digital ecosystem. It provides visibility, it learns very fast, and it responds to threats literally in mere seconds. It's pretty exciting to see AI not only involved in the detection, but in the, in the intelligent and automated responses as well. And that's a cool innovation. JR, we talked a bit, and Nicole mentioned insider threats as, as a key use case. And, and we've talked offline about your strategy of insider threats. It's a very difficult thing because every user from the boardroom to the back room is an insider and has different behaviors. Can you share with us in what ways you apply AI to network data to help manage the risk of insider threats? You know, insider by definition is someone that we've granted access to our intellectual property, to our crown jewels, to our our internal customer data. They've got to have access to get the job done, and that's all appropriate and understood. And so as a security team, as a practitioner, the challenge often becomes then determining, is that legitimate access by an insider who's authorized to access that data, or are they doing something that they shouldn't be doing. This becomes very difficult to answer when small data transfers are hidden inside of a very active organization. So how do you determine then which actions are correct and which actions are your future product going out the door? So when we look at the data problem in a team of of security analysts that are trying to make that distinction, they just quickly become overwhelmed. We can't hire enough humans to go and analyze every transaction. And that type of analysis and and being able to look at a transaction on a screen isn't really suited very well for a human analyst anyway. They'll quickly become white noise and real tired and weary of that type of work. So this is a great area where the machine learning solution can help sift through and understand what's normal and what's anomalous and then put some automated intelligent responses behind that to validate a response action. And that's really the the multiplier effect to connect to a a human security analyst team. It is a challenge because the security analysts need to understand the business a bit more than they used to where instead of just looking for threats, they need to have a sensitivity to how the business and the patterns of uh, business are. Many of the people I talk to, CISOs, are looking at AI technology as their business and their infrastructure shifts to the cloud. Cloud, in my mind, is it's nothing but a big network. I mean, that's what the cloud is. But some of the key differences that I see is that applications get fragmented and they're running in different data centers. They're running code that your company may not even own. I mean, maybe the IAM system is owned by another vendor even. How does AI-driven network security enable IT transformations to this multi-cloud environment? And I guess I would ask that of... Uh, Nicole. So Eric, it's a really interesting topic. In fact, just in the past week or two, I've met with a couple CISOs who said some of their number one security concerns were around digital transformation projects. So these are often very visible projects, you know, with direct visibility to the CEO, maybe even the board of directors. And oftentimes they're using cloud to quickly spin up these kind of prototype test projects. But many times they're actually using, you know, live customer data in those environments, but they're not usually wrapped around the normal kind of 
development processes and security processes. So it, it is a, a real issue. And that's true whether it's for a digital transformation initiative or maybe even using the cloud for delivery of mainstream services. So I think in cloud security and whether it's native security or whether it's kind of a third party cloud provider, maybe something like a, a CASB solution, we're still seeing that the security isn't where it needs to be, especially when it comes to multi-cloud or hybrid environments that are part in the cloud and part on-premise. But the good news is that is rapidly changing. So similar to the changes we've seen in network security, it's no longer enough just to be analyzing logs. Logs are not real time and they don't provide enough of maybe the contextual understanding that you would get from continuously streaming information. For cloud security, you need visibility into the containers, the virtual machines or VMs, the Kubernetes, the Docker, the images. So there's quite a bit of visibility that you need to actually provide good security in that environment. Maybe we could talk about a couple examples of why I say I think things are changing for the better. For example, if you look at Darktrace and our ability now to support Microsoft's VTAP, you know, the Azure's virtual network tap or terminal access point allows you to continuously stream your virtual machine network traffic to Darktrace's network virtual appliance. So that means we can provide the same level of visibility to what's going on in the cloud as we can on the on-premise network. But also it means we can correlate those two environments and the AI algorithms can detect threats. There's really no place anymore to hide. Another example of where we've seen amazing results is where the cyber AI looks at all the avenues a potential cloud attacker could use and drills those down. So Darktrace AI, for example, found a channel to an AWS attack where the data leaked out very slowly over a two week period of time. The AI was able to show the human analyst how the attacker shaped the route. And now you can see the exact pathway they took. So the AI was able to piece this together over that time series. And that was something that the human analyst without that augmentation would not have been able to detect. Good points. There's not a lot of experience there. And in fact, you know, some of the paths are not just from the cloud into the infrastructure, but they are the opposite direction as well. Is, is if an internal device is compromised, you don't want that compromise going out into cloud environments. Because as you said, security is not getting to the cloud. It's not where it needs to be all the time. It's kind of easy to see that with IoT devices that are not built for security, but when you get into containers and and VMs and Kubernetes, things are a lot more lightweight. Actually, Jay, how you deal with this every day at Core Scientific? How does AI and network security complement your strategy for cloud computing? Cloud, IoT, these are revolutionary technologies. They're changing the business context and the business landscape. And it's clear that they're here to stay and here to grow. And so often a security team's initial knee-jerk reaction is to try and control that, to try and shape it, to try and block it. And that just comes at odds with business value. And, and often that's not going to work for that well for the security team. So we look at methods in which we can gain visibility to where we can understand data flows coming from devices like IoT that, like you said, weren't built for security. We want to go get the cheapest device made to go instrument humidity, for example. We don't want to spend a lot for a security stack inside of that device. So everything has to touch the network. If it's going to get data out, it's got to go over a network in some fashion. And so that's where I want to be in terms of instrumentation 
in terms of visibility, in terms of my defense strategy of nailing down anomalous traffic and then creating responses off of that. So now I feel a little bit more confident that I don't need to be out in front of every IoT device that's plugged into the network because I'm going to see its traffic coming through and, and I'm going to have some automated intelligent analysis of that traffic, even if I don't know that it was plugged into the network yesterday. I'm being very kind to Nicole here. I could ask her an easy one. One of the painful bottlenecks we've learned in security is the ability to remediate security issues. You know, to JR's point with IoT devices and, and the cloud is once those devices start acting up, it's not a question of being able to block the attack. The attack is already in place. It's in your house. So how do you remediate these security issues before they disrupt the business? You mentioned that a little bit earlier of cyber AI having a role in response security. Uh, could you talk a little bit more about that, Nicole? I just find this an exciting green field. I think a really, really important area and probably the most important evolution in the category of cyber AI is this area of autonomous response. And I think it's a big mistake to think of autonomous response as an incremental improvement. It really changes your company's entire approach to cybersecurity. It even redefines the cybersecurity stack and how you use it. And it's very different from this area we hear about called security orchestration and automated response. That seems to focus, in my kind of view of it, that focuses much more on things like automating playbooks, which means you know about a certain type of attack. Let's say it's a phishing attack and you write a playbook because there's a known way to respond to that. And maybe you use AI to automate that process so maybe a more junior analyst can respond to it. What I'm talking about in cyber AI response is entirely different from that because we're also dealing with unknown threats, internal threats, new IoT devices, zero days. And what I'm talking about cyber AI response, I'm talking about the AI determining what the best course of action is in the immediate term to minimize the impact of the threat. What that means is it's probabilistically calculating the option to take, the action to take, and it's either taking that action and buying the human security team time, or it's recommending that action to the security team and allowing them to implement the change. Earlier, I mentioned the importance of using AI to understand the pattern of life of every user and every device. So when a company is under attack, just imagine the AI starts enforcing the normal behavior of users and devices. The AI only needs to call into question the new unusual activity of a very specific employee's action or a particular device. So it's maybe one thing to talk about this at that technical level, but it's also really good to talk about some examples that we've seen in the real world. So one example is where you see an employee start to access data on old file shares and then moves the data and attempts to upload it to a new rare destination. Well, they've never accessed that destination before, nor has any other employee at the company. So Darktrace's AI actually identifies that unusual behavior and actually um, stops the user in their tracks, so does not allow them to externally upload that data, but it also notified 
both the security team and the HR team. And the HR and security team actually played back a recording of this incident. And the employee, when shown the playback, actually admitted they were about to leave the company after 15 years as a data scientist. And the loss of that information would have been quite significant to the company. But there's many examples of where Darktrace is taking this type of autonomous action. In fact, on a global basis, this cyber AI auto response is stopping a threat every three seconds somewhere in the world. It's very precise. It's a very surgical response. And it works, by the way, not only in the network, but across the cloud, email, SaaS applications, and as you mentioned, even IoT devices. We are certainly not hurting for threats to remediate. That's, that's for sure. Jay Harris, Chief Security Officer, you've implemented that you know, and talked briefly about the continuous visibility based on the data flows you have of IoT devices and, and your cloud workloads. But at the end of the day, SecOps, security operations, can't fix all the problems. I mean, it's just it's a tsunami. So automation is, is absolutely going to be key. But some of the people in the industry fear automated responses due to false positives. It's, it's kind of a different world. Are you building a culture of automation in your response teams? And how do you get up to a point of trusting AI and automated responses? You know, it's a great question, Eric. I gave you the hard one, JR. <laughs> you know, building teams is part art and part science, as any leader can attest to. And in this particular instance, I come from a long history inside the data center where, where we've been working on self-healing problems for a very long time and, and have always dealt with that question of, you know, if I configure this playbook to execute automatically, what if it's not right? What if it makes a mistake and further impacts the business? There's a consistently a regularly and somewhat healthy questioning of that automated response, and we want to see it tested enough times to have confidence in it, but we don't always have the test environment to replicate a particular exact issue. The approach then that, that we try to take is let's start small. Let's configure a playbook that would show us what it's going to do and then have a senior analyst take a look at that, validate, yep, that's probably what I would have done. And then click the button to proceed or maybe we don't have the solution proceed at all at first and have humans go replicate that. And you do one of those a day or every other day, and pretty soon the team starts realizing that, hey, maybe this is something that, that can be trustworthy and can make correct actions. But I've found that the biggest impact that I can make in terms of culture changing within a team is to help them understand that there's always going to be too much work for the amount of people that we have. You can spend your time on low value efforts by going and tracing down a bad IP address, or you can spend your time on high value efforts, like understanding the, the business transformation strategy and what security risks lie within there. They almost always want to spend time on the high value efforts, as you might imagine. And so automated response and intelligent response is that connection. And it's the way to get them to be able to, as humans, focus on high value work while we let the machines and we let the AI focus on the low value work, the very repetitive nature of the, the small fixes and messaging in this way, I think, and what I've found is pretty effective in helping a team of analysts wrap their heads around the value that an automation can bring to their job 
into their day-to-day work. It's actually it's an interesting thing. I, I love that point, JR, because I see AI as absolutely the analyst's best friend. It will learn the trouble spots that are historically trouble spots and continuously watch for signs of disruption, like on, on your web service or whatever it might be for your business. It's a tool that will do the way the analyst wants to do the work. I mean, it just makes perfect sense. To be able to respond to alerts and resolve them automatically is, is just a dream. And, and there, there will always be alerts that have to go to your most senior analysts. And one of the issues we have as we look at tier one, two, tier two kind of analyst structures is a lot of alerts. It's hard to find good experienced analysts and you want to make sure that they're creative. Keeping with you, JR, your practical experiences, does AI help you get the highest value alerts with the data necessary to create antidotes and steer those or direct those to your most senior capable analysts? Well, I want to draw a slight distinction between machine learning and basic automation uh, around you know orchestrating a playbook, which you have to have and, and exists, honestly, in a number of products. And that's part of the solution. And that helps us with those low value repeatable. And then we introduce AI and algorithms and the ability to detect and respond to something that may not have been seen before. And that's the real value. And in some cases, if we see that zero day event or or the zero day uh, route that Nicole mentioned earlier, then we often need to have a senior level analyst take a look at that. Now I will use, and I've, I've talked about this before, I will absolutely use the dark trace technology to train junior level analysts because the UI is very effective at helping a human understand how data flows within a particular network or on a particular attack, but it's that senior level analyst getting information put in front of them that they've never seen before that not only is is job satisfaction to them, but also becomes really the the right combination for them to quickly and effectively respond to a particular attack. I have one more question for Nicole. We have the AI participating in detecting and and giving visibility. We we have it on the end side of things of of resolving resolving threats automatically and helping analysts work better. It actually brings the technology down to people that companies that may not even have lead security analysts of, of the automated response. If we look into the future of network security, Nicole, is your research pointing out other interesting ways to use AI in cybersecurity? There's so much to do. There is. Although we've come a long way in five years, there is still a lot of work to be done. In fact, we have R&D labs in Cambridge in the UK where we've got you know 35 PhDs in math and machine learning literally hundreds of people in the R&D team. And I think there's kind of really interesting roadmap that we've sketched out. So in the short term, our focus has been to utilize AI to augment humans in cybersecurity. We started by providing visibility, analysis, and detection, really leveraging AI's ability to understand these patterns of interest. Then we moved into this fascinating revolutionary area of cyber AI response. So yeah, what comes next? So we have Project Turing, which is an ongoing dark trace research initiative that aims to leverage AI as a a way to really help with consistency and speed of investigating workflows. So the first deliverable is actually something called the Cyber AI Analyst, 
And it really uses quite a unique data set, which is all of the data and analysis that a human expert threat analyst would use. So the AI is actually looking at everything from researching the internet to analyzing threat intelligence feeds, to leveraging their own prior knowledge, having discussions with colleagues, analyzing forums, blogs, and journals, and more. But there's another very important and very sensitive and secure research area, and that is this area of offensive and adversarial AI. So we're doing a significant amount of R&D in this area. This ranges from how attackers will attempt to subvert AI defenses, also how to further improve autonomous responses at these machine speed attacks, but also it includes things like applying AI to transform the way red team penetration testing is performed. And ultimately, it will enable machines to fight back when adversaries switch to these AI-based attacks on a mainstream basis. Awesome. AI is one of the most exciting innovations I've, I've seen in, in security. And I've been, I've been doing cybersecurity for a while. And I appreciate the panel of JRT, so it's the CSO of Core Scientific and Nicole Egan, CEO of Darktrace. A lot of good pragmatic experiences shared in this podcast. So thank you so much. This concludes our EM360 podcast, sponsored by Darktrace. With a special thanks to Kitty, we could not have done it without you. For more podcasts like this, head to em360tech.com.